Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Good morning. It's Thursday, May 26th. We're ending May. And I've been doing DIY projects around all morning. Uh, my batteries on my Ryobi lawnmower and, and trimmer. I, I I love Ryobi tools and, and, and I love the rechargeable to, uh, lawn tools specifically, um, trimmer, blower, uh, actual lawnmower. They, they are fantastic, but these batteries are just a headache. And I am, you know, what, nine years, eight, nine years now with my, um, Ryobi stuff. And, and I've gone through about probably seven, eight batteries on these things. They do have a three year warranty. I'm well outside of that, but one, got killed yesterday. So I may be buying in, in the market for a new mower. And then of course, last night, if you guys have wood windows, those little, uh, the locks on the windows, one of them wound up breaking last night. So 11 o'clock last night, I was putting fake wood into a, a screw hole. So this morning I had to put the little lock back on the window. Fun times around the house this morning. So uh, let's get to it. Twitter news. Elon increased his commitment uh, to the Twitter deal, and that sent Twitter flying um, up. I think it went over 40 at some point yesterday um, in the after hours. Yeah, it went up to 41.25 right when it was announced. Uh, remember, he's got a 54, $54.20 deal out there. No due diligence. Here's the offer. This is what it is, blah, blah, blah. Um, Tesla stock is down, so he's got to sell more stock, um, which will put increase whatever. But he's putting in personally $33.5 billion. Um, the, the stock rose because the, the consideration that the deal is going to get done is even higher. You closed yesterday at $37.16. You are in pre-market at $38.96. Um, if the deal goes through, uh, you can assume that 5420 is what you'd get paid. Um, Elon wants this to close in the next couple of months. He's been super quiet uh, about it, but filings show that he's still talking to Twitter about things. So he, he initially said that it should close within a couple of months. I don't know if he's going to drag it out. I don't know if they're going to drag it out. <clears throat> Who knows exactly what's going to go on. The discussion continues, but... That deal is at fifty four twenty, and you have a forty dollars stock, which means you could be in for a uh, quite a payday if you want to take that chance. Um, Activision Blizzard ATVI. This deal is still ninety five dollars. Um, let's see where it is in pre market. In pre market, it's seventy seven eighty nine. Uh, the algorithm has you out of this at about $78. Um, the last buy was May 13th, but there's a huge gap here down below. Uh, if you believe that this one's going to go through, you've got some upside on this. Um, so those are the two deals that kind of, uh, I continue to talk about and continue to spring on. Um, but 
those are two options that you have to play. Uh, if you think the deal's going to get done on Twitter, buy Twitter. I'm holding at 44. Doesn't make sense for me to necessarily sell. Doesn't make sense uh, for a loss when when there's that chance. And and I liked it at 44. It went all the way up to 70. I held on to it all the way down. But uh, yeah. So um, Activision, I have not gotten into. Um, I am tempted because of Buffett. Uh, I I think I talked about this yesterday, but. Um, some people on vacation were asking me about my best trades ever. And and a lot of them happened around 2008 when Buffett was throwing money at Bank of America, throwing, throwing money at Apple, throwing money all over the place. And again, his, uh, quote is when people get greedy, um, be fearful when people get fearful, be greedy. So you're in that mode today where you should be greedy, but that brings us to the big earnings of yesterday and why I'm not playing earnings right now uh, is because this market is, is not necessarily broken, but it, it, it doesn't reward, um, you know, a lot of things like look at Dick sports yesterday, DKS. Um, we, I kind of went over that, that in pre-market, they announced earnings. It went all the way down to $56. Um, in pre-market. And then yesterday, the market opens up. Uh, I said, you'd be lucky to see this. I thought that 58 was a, a, a beat down and that any reaction is an overreaction in the market. And I said, you could get 64 out of this um, if you want to take the chance. Well, little did I know that within 30 minutes of the freaking uh, stock opening on the regular market, this one went all the way up to 78. It closed at 78.14. Yesterday's day range. So from 9.30, uh, 9.30 it opened up because that was a low at 63.45. I said you would be lucky to get 64 when we were talking about it at 58. Um, I was right. You could have gotten 10%. And, and you know, again, I just personally uh, was right. I'm lucky sometimes. And I think this was pure dumbfounded luck. I don't think I had any insight to it whatsoever. But where I was wrong was uh, that, it went all the way to $79, or I'm sorry, day range, $81 was its high. Um, the 52-week high on this one is 142 so you know, back in November. So it is a significantly beaten down stock. The P.E. ratio is 5.62. Um, so Dick Sporting Goods, I, I, obviously the street still likes it. Um, there have been other retail earnings that have come out. Macy's beat this morning. Um, that, that symbol is M I believe. Yeah. M, uh, they are up, uh, they closed at 1921. They are up 10% at 2171. 52 week high on this one is 37. The P ratio is 4.17. I personally, uh, I was looking for these, uh, Ralph Lauren. Um, I think they're called bath sheets. They're, they're big towels. I love big towels. Uh, and the, the towels that I wanted, uh, I've had them for years. They're kind of getting a little uh, worn out, <clears throat> if you will. And when I say years, I'm talking 10, 15 years. So you can imagine what a 10, 15-year-old towel kind of looks like. But it's one of those, uh, if you've ever watched the Peanuts, Linus uh, has his favorite blanket. I love these towels, so I keep them around. Um, they're not in ratty, ratty condition. Like, there's no frayed ends or anything, but they are... Uh, and they are a little bit kind of, you know, just worn out. So I said, okay, I'm going to go online. Went online. Macy's interface, if you haven't used their interface, is tremendous. They are offering in-store pickup. You can order these things, have them delivered to your house for free. 
basically Macy's is uh, Amazon. As simple as that, for home goods, for clothing, Macy's is Amazon. Um, I like it. And, and when I look, went to look at, um, uh, what was it, Belk, Dillard's, and other ones, they all had the same towels, but they were $10, $15 more expensive. And we're talking about a $20 towel. $10, $15 is you know, almost 100% more. So Macy's, in my mind, they announced this morning, uh, they beat, it's surging, it's going crazy. I'm pretty sure that under 20, this is a pickup um, because, again, the P.E. ratio is 4.17. I'll have to read into the earnings. Um, I don't know that I'd necessarily buy it now on the pop because I think you will um, see something. Let's look at Macy's on the algorithm in uh, TrendSpider uh, so I know exactly where I'm at from a buy perspective. Um, yeah, today you're going to get a MACD cross-up. So, Maybe at 21, you buy this thing. There's a gap here between 19 and 21, 21, 21, uh, to be exact. You covered that gap in the pre-market. So you're going to be above that gap. The 50 days moving down, the nine days, the only one that's moving positive. Um, you do have a gap above between 31, 20, 31, 12 and 31, 56. Uh, that's quite a ways off and this economy would have to boom for something like that to happen in the near future. Uh, but I, you know, 24 could be a, a potential, uh, you know, you, you see in good times, like back in April and March, you boomed from 24 all the way up to 26, you know, you had 10% moves in these ones. So do I think that you could get a 10% move out of this one? Um, if you bought it yesterday, I think you could have a 10% move. Uh, if you're buying it today at 21, this might be something that I might take a chance on for a couple of days. Uh, again, I really like their interface and I really, really like their online shopping experience. So um, that's one. Snowflake reported yesterday. Um, good quarter, record quarter for them. Uh, still losing money. Market didn't like it. Snowflake is is crashed down 11 percent. It's at 117. Again, I bought this at 185. Wrote it all the way up to 240. Um, didn't sell. Kind of held on, even though the algorithm told me to get out with a 14 percent loss. I didn't get out with a 14 percent loss or 14 percent gain. I didn't get out with a 14 percent gain. I absolutely should have because I'm down significantly on this one. Let's see. Um, snowflake, I am down to do 27% before the market opened. So I'm going to be down about 40% on this one. Um, great stock, great company, long-term. Uh, I don't have a big position. It's only $5,000. I was thinking about putting more money in and I will probably put more money in right now. It's a sell. Uh, it is not a buy on our, our on the algorithm, but I believe in this company I again. Uh, they they lowered their uh, forward uh, forecast um, because of macro environment. Macro environment is causing some customers to uh, reduce spending. And that was their words. And that's what took the stock down. Wasn't the earnings, wasn't anything of that sort. It was the forward guidance. Well, with forward guidance, we get to NVIDIA, a absolute record quarter. Um, weak guidance. They cite China and Russia as uh, potential uh, downwinds. 
um, to affect their future. Uh, gaming was also weak. Um, this one, in my mind, again, if you look back at the stock, we'll go back. If I look at this stock, I was doing a little bit of research and I was looking at the weekly. Um, let me pull this back up in TrendSpider. And back in 2018, they had a drawdown um, from October to June, it looks like. Um, it kind of went up there between January and February, but this was kind of, it rode right along the 200-day. Um, well, the 200-day right now is trading at 120. Uh, it, again, the stock is at 169. Um, I believe, let me look at pre-market. It, it was in the 150s, but it's at 163. It closed at 169. Um, this one's been floundering kind of between this 151 and 170, 180 mark uh, on the weekly here. But, um, you know, again, here, look at the, the earnings, 2000, March 2021, um, $0.78 cents a share. Then ninety-two cents a share. Then a dollar four cents per share. Then a dollar seventeen per cents per share. Then a dollar thirty-two per share. Then a dollar thirty-six per share. This company is still growing, so the growth wasn't the the issue. It was the forward guidance. Um, in my mind, again, you are a long way off from this one going down uh, or hitting bottom. I should say, uh, this one wants to be. Let's see what they're. Uh, their P.E. ratio is 44. Let's see what the forward P.E. ratio is in uh, Finviz. Forward P.E. is 25. This wants to be at 17, just like the S&P. So you've got more ways down here. Uh, I think you've got more bad news priced into this stock. Um, I, I think, again, if we're looking at TrendSpider and I'm looking at this weekly and I'm saying, okay, back in 2018, when it took that downturn, it hit the 200-day. If I'm using that 200-day as a support level, you're at 120. Wait until it hits 120. Well, I should say there are two things that you have to wait for. Uh, one is let's look at the, 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 the weekly, and, and when that starts turning positive, you can start buying it again. Um, the 200 day, the death cross on the daily on, uh, NVIDIA, you had the death cross on April 20th. Um, sorry. Yeah. April 20th, where it did the 50 day moved under the 200 day. Again, we're talking charting kind of stuff. So the 50 day moved under the 200 day. In my mind, you have to wait for that 200 day to move positive again before you start buying this one. I think it's going to continue negative. So. Again, NVIDIA, start your position uh, when it hits the 120 mark. I, that's, again, we got a long way to go. So that's NVIDIA. Uh, Macy's beat Baba beats on earnings. And can you invest in China now? I don't think you can. I still hold a significant amount of Baba. Baba was a sell yesterday. Um, at a 4% loss. This one's just been sliding down, sliding down. When you look at the, 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 the daily on this one, there's nothing good about this. When you look at the weekly, there's nothing good about this one. Um, China stocks have just been on a, a, an absolute tear down. Now, their earnings today did beat, 
but I, I still would be wary of any of the Chinese stocks just because I think there's better opportunities that are slightly safer in this country. Um, that's my thought, honey. Even though I'm holding on for dear life, um, I've got what twenty thousand, yeah, twenty one thousand dollars invested. I am down thirteen thousand dollars on that investment. I will tax lost harvest that one at some point where I can um, write down some of my gains, maybe on Apple or something like that. Speaking of Apple, they kept their iPhone production in line. Uh, I forget the exact number, but it's in line. I just wrote down that they kept their uh, their production in line with last year. So they're not expecting to increase their production this year, probably um, due to the fact that um, they're having production issues in China. That would be my guess as to why they did this. Um, not because they're not seeing demand, but they're probably just not seeing good production and also their um, development pipeline, as said yesterday, uh, was severely hampered by the Chinese lockdowns. Well, if their uh, production cycle and, and, and enhancements are not as good in the iPhone 14, then the iPhone 13 is going to be a bestseller continued next year. Uh, even when they reduce the price, you're going to see um, the iPhone 13 Pro probably still. And I need to go and buy an iPhone 13 Pro based on uh, some of the photos that I was seeing from some of my friends while we were on vacation. Um, but that's uh, one. Uh, let's talk about energy. Oil's at 111. Um, UCO, let's see where UCO ended up yesterday. Uh, ooh, did UCO have a split? Um, yeah, UCO seems to have had a split. Wow. Um, did they come down? It's at $44. I remember it being $149. Um, I don't know. Did, did you see? Let me Google this one. Uh, did you see a stock split? And it's pre-populating. Um, reverse split? Cancel. I don't want to download this stuff. Um, UCO split history. Uh, I don't know. Uh, end date five twenty five twenty two. Um, did it split? I don't see it. Um, oh God, I don't know why I'm taking up this podcast by googling stuff that I can. Yes, four for one. <laughs> I didn't even know about it. Four for one. I was like, whoa, did it crash? Um, four for one yesterday. So UCO split. So if you're part of that split, kudos to you. You probably um, gained a little bit. Um, but there's only 2% short interest on this one. Did SEO split as well? Let's see. SEO. I don't think SEO splits in line with UCO. But SEO, no, it did not split. Uh, SEO is still down. You, but oil's at 111. Remember what I said? Governments want this at 85, so they're going to try and bring it down. There's going to be some manipulation. The Saudis obviously don't want it at 85. They want it at 190. Um, so uh, I, I think it's going to hit 120 before it hits 85. Uh, it's going up. Um, UCO is, continues to be the play. Um, let me see about UCO on this one. 
you are still in UCO from a May 13th. Yeah, May 13th purchase at 4360 in the algorithm. There is a gap down, but I don't really worry about gaps on this one. The um, RSI is at 59, so it's not completely oversold. The actual volume seems to be decreasing, but on May 23rd, there was an increase. Um, that may have been when they announced the, the four for one stock split that I just kind of missed. Completely went under my radar. Um, but oil is there. The other one that I want to talk about is natural gas. Um, so, boil. Uh, which is the futures of natural gas. You've been in this one since May 17th at 107 on the algorithm. And I know I brought this up, but at 107 today, it's at 124. And it is hitting uh, all-time highs this morning uh, in pre-market. It's at 128. So you, this is one that I would probably, um, let's see what the RSI is at. Yeah, the RSI is high, 65. I don't know that I'd necessarily get into this one. If you bought it at 107, 110, 115, somewhere around there, take your profits. That would be my guess. Today is going to be an up day, so it's a good day to sell. Um, one that you might want to play is LNG, which is Chenier Energy. And this one had a buy yesterday at 133. It is at 136 in pre-market. I think you wait for that 133. At some point today, you're going to get that 133. Remember. Be patient. If you want to buy it at 136, if you have a small position, who cares? The dollar, add up the dollar amount, and it's probably what you spend for lunch. Um, so go ahead and buy it at 136. Uh, but it does have a MACD cross up. Um, this one in the algorithm, the performance chart, ironically, the performance chart has 32 positions. You would have lost 1% versus actually making 200% in the. Uh, in the uh, just for just buying and holding, you have a ton of little false positives on this particular stock where it buys at 107. You had 32 positions, uh, 10 were for wins and 22 for losses. The average win was only 7%, but the average loss was 3%. So you do have some losses. The last, do, 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 I am not in this one. I don't know that I'll necessarily get in this one because I am playing oil, not necessarily natural gas. Um, and that's my particular position. But if you wanted to play natural gas, I think that's fine. Um, again, we will be providing a hell of a lot of natural gas to Europe. Uh, if they cut off Russia, uh, if Germany cuts them off or cuts that pipeline off or cut, you know, Russia cuts their nose off despite their face and stops delivering natural gas to Europe, our natural gas is going to go up. Chenier Energy is going to go up. This is the one supplying the pipeline and the, and the actual liquid natural gas. The um, symbol is LNG for liquid natural gas. So, But you did have a buy on this one. The last one, two, three, four positions in this one have been for losses. Um, and it traded all the way up. Uh, let's see. and Let's look at the... It traded all the way up to $150 on uh, May 4th. So I think it could hit that one again. Let's look at uh, LNG on Finviz. The forward PE is 11. Um, do they have price targets? So the last um, uh, analyst put it at a price target of 122 back in November. So they haven't seen, uh, you know, again, uh, let's see. There's a 
bunch of articles on FinBiz that you can read about this one. Uh, Investors.com, GLNG, stock pops near buy point with huge Goler LNG earnings on deck. Um, uh, after Schneer boosted 2022 guidance amid extreme conditions for liquefied natural gas in Europe, demand for LNG has soared over the past year. European electricity prices skyrocketing in the last year um, as demand grows. Goler LNG earnings. Um, you can read this whole article. It's the top one on Finviz. Um, but again, it goes over, hey, this one probably, you know, liquid natural gas is probably not done running. That's essentially what that one means. And get ready because we're going to go over a bunch of old time favorites here. Um, uh, so I'm going to go over a bunch of little stocks here. Let's start with Costco. And do you want to play Costco before earnings? Um, earnings are, is it this afternoon? Yes, this afternoon. We did have a buy yesterday morning, like I told you in Costco at 436. You're at 440. Um, if you look at Macy's earnings, if you look at some of the retail earnings, uh, Target, we talk about it, you know, I've talked about it for the last week. Target, Amazon, and Walmart have all been killed because of the consumer. Now, if Costco announces a membership earnings increase, they could pop from 440 all the way up to probably, I'd say, you know, you could cover this gap at 463 to 483. Um, let's see their forward PE. Um, Costco's forward PE is 30. So you are at the high range. Um, now, uh, there's an article on Finviz from Motley Fool, um, how Costco keeps customers coming back. Um, and it's a unique warehouse model. You can read this article. Um, this one might be a good um, uh, opportunity. Uh, they, they have a great paragraph here. Why inflation could still deflate Costco. Inflation still poses some challenges for the company. Costco, Costco will not be completely immune to the rising prices of all categories of goods. But despite the headwind and other global challenges to retail, Costco continues to work with its suppliers to explore methods to control costs. So, um, again, this is an earnings play. It's an earnings gamble. Um, in my mind, let's see where you are in pre-market on this one. Costco, it, pre-market is at 448. So you're going up. Again, I think this is on Macy's earnings. Um, that all, not all retailers are the same. I think Amazon, I think Walmart, and I think Target in particular misinterpreted inventories. Uh, Dix yesterday talked about inventories being up. Um, that is something that, again, I think is uh, uh, retailer specific. So if you believe in the Costco's ability to control uh, inventories, which I do, uh, and you think that this one ha is going to have good earnings, their PE, again, is at 35. The multiple of the market wants to push this to 17. If for some reason Costco announces a membership uh, a membership increase for some time, that's millions of dollars to their balance sheet that isn't necessarily controlled. And, and what we've seen from Costco membership is when they announce the increase, it does not affect or reduce the amount of customers that go to Costco. Simple as that. So it's kind of like Amazon Prime. Uh, Amazon Prime, when they announced that increase, you didn't see people pulling back on Amazon Prime. You do now because the pandemic's over. 
There's competition here. And like I said, Macy's unbelievable online experience. Walmart is making a push in there. So you do have competition with the warehouse space. I don't see anybody competing with Costco. You know, you got BJ's, um, you've got Sam's Club. They're not touching Costco. Costco is still, when you drive past Costco, it's still packed on a Saturday. Um, JP Morgan, uh, did we have a buy? Um, yes, we had a buy on the algorithm. Uh, yesterday, was it? Um, no, it was Tuesday. Um, Tuesday at 125. Just thought I'd bring that up. Good dividend, good stock down at this price. Um, financials should um, increase with the increase in di- um, uh, interest rates. So JP Morgan's there. Let's look at Zim. Uh, Zim, uh, you had a buy in the algorithm. Um, 6425, you're at 7025. How'd they do yesterday? Let's see. And how are they doing in pre-market? Uh, it is up at 7050. Up slightly yesterday. Um, yesterday's range was 67.80. I said if you can get it under 70, grab it. It was at 67. Kind of traded all the way down to 67. So hopefully you, you took that dip um, in the morning. It was a big dip, and then you know the afternoon, just like the regular market, went up. Um, SBLK. Let's look at this one. Um, their ex dividend date is the second of June. This one kind of traded flat yesterday, down. Um, it's at 32 in pre-market, closed at 31.81.89. Again, I think anything under 30, you grab this one. So if today it kind of trades down that way, grab it. Um, EGLE, uh, this is probably up as well. Uh, it is trading. Pre-market is just not very good. It's a micro cap, uh, only in $944 million in uh, market cap. Um, their catalysts are gone. Their ex-dividend date is 513. Um, so they had 11, 11% dividend. I, I, I don't see that one as a big one. DAC, which is one of Tom's favorites. Uh, I'm not sure if it's still a Tom favorite, but it was one of his favorites. Um, this one, the dividend date, the ex-dividend date is actually was yesterday. Today's the ex-dividend date. Um, it does have a 3% dividend yield. Um, 31% of the people are short on this one. So it does have some downward pressure being put on it. Um, CRK, some of the agriculture stocks, CRK, uh, it was up slightly. Um, let's see if you're buying the algorithm of CRK. Um, CRK, you are at 1664. It's at 1874. So you've had quite a run up since May 17th, since we saw that MACD cross up. Again, that MACD is usually pretty good. Um, this one performance chart, the algorithm, uh, gives you a 229%, uh, uh, return. The buying and holding gives you 243, but the beta score is 0.96. So you're significantly safer with the algorithm on these downturns, this particular stock, I should say. Uh, most of that gain is probably the, uh, March 22nd where you bought at 922 and then you sold at nine at, uh, 13, $14. Um, a couple months later. So, uh, but this 16 to, uh, let's see, CRK, what's their, their PE ratio is zero. Let's look at, uh, what is it? CRK. Let's see what their forward PE is. Forward PE is five. So they're selling at five times earning. Um, to go along with agriculture, Mosaic, MOS. Um, Mosaic company is an agriculture company. Forward PE is 5.5. 
Um, let's look at them on a chart. Yesterday's range, 56 to 60. It is trading above 60 right now. I would not buy it above 60. Um, I think if I remember correctly, this one's in a downward trend. Yes, you are out of it. The MACD is probably going to cost up. Their ex-dividend date is June 1st. Uh, they pay a 1% dividend, so it's not an enormous dividend. But that's the catalyst on this one. It's trading right along the 200-day on a four-hour chart. I don't see any other catalyst on this one. The MACD, uh, I'm sorry, the RSI is at 46, so it's probably not a huge one. I would probably not play that one. SPG, which I've been touting, um, we did have a, a, a MACD cross-up probably today or tomorrow. That uh, ex-dividend date is June 8th. So if you want that dividend, again, in my mind, I've been touting this one all the way from 130 all the way down to 117. It's at 109 right now. Um, but I've been touting this one that you can buy it and just hold it for the dividend, get paid while you're sitting there and waiting for retail to come back. That's kind of what, what SPG is. Oracle. Um, we've tr played this one, I think from about 70 up to 90, just below 90. Yeah, it was an 8.55% gain back on April 8th, where we had a buy, um, March 10th and then a sell. It, it's been going down all the way since, um, you do have a buy here on May 23rd at 69.99. You're trading under that today. Um, their earnings report comes out June 14th. So you do have some, some catalysts there. And June is expected to be a good month, by the way, just kind of outside of that. Cleveland Cliffs is a, one of my favorites. We have a buy-in on May 16th at $21.92. You're trading at $22.69, so you're up about a buck on this one. I would kind of hold off on this one. The MACD is kind of, it's going up, not soaring up, um, but I like this one under 20 to run to 30. And, and that's just my particular opinion is anything under 20, I kind of buy this one and wait till, you know, I think it was a 22, 24 that I sold out on this one where I took my gains. Um, Qualcomm, which is a one that I've loved since I think 150 or so. Um, it's at 131. You're not in it. The MACD probably will cross up today. The ex-dividend date is June 1st. You don't really have a catalyst on this one other than Broadcom bought uh, Jamware this morning. Uh, the deal was done. That was kind of you know out there for quite a while. Uh, so neither stock moved too much, but it's finally done. It's, it's been announced. Um, uh, it's out there. So, uh, but Qualcomm is one that, that their dividend makes it one that I would probably buy and hold when you're in the chip sector and you're trading at that low, it's a good one. Um, XLE, if you guys remember, I've been touting XLE for mm, a couple weeks now. Uh, I said it had a MACD cross up uh, on May 13th, and I think I said this around May 13th, at $80.78. Well, it's at $85.96. Let's look at pre-market. XLE is at 86.73. So you've almost made your 10% here. Uh, this is in an index for in what, two weeks? You've made almost 10%. XLE still has room to run. I mean, honest to God, if you don't want to pick a stock winner, XLE still has room to run. Energy's going up in Europe. Energy's going up here in the US. It, it is 
the, the, the one sector that, that will continue to rise. So XLE, I think, is a good one. Um, AXP, American Express, I've talked about this one for a while. We had a buy-in 156 on May 23rd. It's at 160 today. Um, I, again, I think that bounce is pretty clear on this one. The MACD is well low enough. Well, the RSI is at 51, so it's still got room to go up. You've got opportunity here in AXP just because of the reopening play. Next, we've got UNH. Um, and then I'll go through my energy names in particular. But UNH, uh, you had a buy-in here at 485. We're at 498. So while you did endure some downturn at that 485 purchase level, you went all the way down to 464. Um, you can't time the bottom. The MACD doesn't time the bottom. But you've got an opportunity here, I think, to get back in. When I look at the uh, the daily on this one, um, you are using the 200-day as a support level. Bounced right off that support level, 463. Um, when I go back, the only other time that it's used that support level where it bounced off was October in 2021. And you had quite a run all the way up from uh, 380 all the way up to 509 before it really started to pull back again and it pulled back um, and you're having this typical pullback. So the MACD is low enough that I think you can still purchase it and still be perfectly fine with this one. Um, Devon Energy, we're going into our, de our names now. Devon Energy, which I am still in. Algorithm hasn't said buyout. It's at $71.95. Um, I'm in it still since I think 58 or so, um, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, Occidental Petroleum, I bought at the 52-week high uh, at 63, I believe. It's at 66 right now. You're still in this. The algorithm had it at 57. I just bought mine too early. Uh, I'm still in it. I didn't, uh, I didn't dollar cost average down. I just made a $10,000 purchase, and I bought it in pre-market, and I made a mistake, but wound up holding it and, and making money. Chevron, uh, you are still in this. The algorithm has it at buy at 166. It's at 175. Uh, we went over this. XOM, Exxon, uh, Exxon Mobil. Uh, the algorithm has a buy in at 91.77. You're at 96.33. Again, you can get your 10% out of these, no problem. Um, you're still in this one. So uh, those are the stocks that I went over. Those are the stocks that I've looked at um, for today. Oh, one other thing. The VIX is at 28.15. Remember what I said. The VIX wants to be at 30 to 35. So when it's under, you buy your VIXI and you basically say, okay, the VIX is going to go up. Um, there's no way that that VIX isn't returning. So at 15, 15.08, which is where the UVIXI is, um, I see 17 by the end of the week. Went maybe next week it hit 17. Um, again, this is one that uh, at 28, it, the, the, maybe the VIX, we have a big day today. Um, you're looking at Dollar General, Dollar Tree, Twitter in Las Vegas Sands, Norwegian Cruise. By the way, uh, shout out to my friend Nikki, who is taking me on a free cruise through uh, Virgin. I'm going on a cruise in June. My first cruise, I did a semester at sea. I haven't been on a a serious quote-unquote ocean boat um, since semester at sea. I've sailed off the shore and stuff like that, but I haven't been uh, sleeping on a boat since semester at sea. 
uh, semester at sea. So you guys know if any of you have kids or if you're planning on having kids, start saving your money. Semester at Sea is run, I think it's now run through University of Virginia, but it was run through uh, semesteratsea.org. Just Google it. Uh, But essentially, it takes you around the world with 500 other college kids on a boat. Um, You learn more uh, about the world, about people, about culture, about life uh, on those six months or four months or five months, however long it is, um, than you do in four years of college. It is a life-changing experience. So absolutely, if you have kids, um, get them started on Semester at Sea. It is unbelievable. Uh, My particular, I would suggest fall journey over spring journey. And the reason is, this is the big reason, you get 25 hours in the day when you go on the fall version instead of the spring version. Um, And the reason is because uh, my particular, I went fall 93 and we went from Vancouver over to Japan and then cruise all around. We went to Egypt. Uh, we went down through Asia. I can go over all the countries, but I won't. Um, and then we wound up six months later. I'm sorry, we, we took off in August, and we wound up just before Christmas in Fort Lauderdale. But I would do the fall because you do get, um, you go northern hemisphere. I believe the, the, the spring goes in the southern hemisphere. Um, but it is unbelievable. I had Desmond Tutu on my boat in a, uh, a, ro- a classroom teaching us about apartheid. How, how like legendary. Again, um, when, when our boat wanted to go to Egypt, uh, Anwar Sadat had just been assassinated, and they had um, a State Department warning about Americans going to Egypt. Well, boat director called up his friend in the State Department. The U.S. military came on our boat, took us off, and took us to the freaking pyramids. Um, there are some very powerful people who go on semester at sea who are able to get things to whose parents, I should say, who are able to get things done. Um, semester at sea is one of those. If you're not in Ivy League, you can probably get approved for a semester at sea and you can meet the people who will influence your life. Think about it. Presidents and stuff like that and CEOs of companies at, at college. Those are the people that you meet. Those are the people that influence your career, your life, blah, blah, blah. Semester at Sea is like that. Still, to this day, have friends. I can pick up the phone, call from Semester at Sea, and it's like we're back on the boat. Uh, 20, what is it, 1993, so um, 30 years have passed, and, and you still have friends that you can relive moments with. So uh, that would be my thing. I don't know how I got there. But you, Vixie, again, <laughs> why am I talking about that on a stock podcast? 28 right now. Uh, it could dip to 25. Um, but you're seeing 30 at some point in time. So that, 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 that Uvixie is going to go back up from 15 all the way to 17. You'll get your 10%. Um, you get 20% if we really see 40 in the VIX. It's going to go up. So that is the podcast. I know I rambled on. I know I went over a lot of stocks today. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, hit me up on Twitter. Take care. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your day.